podcast is sponsored by Lucy Pet and Equus Pet Products. Okay, Joey Villani, we have a Joey on our show today, very special person in my life. His name is Joey Herrick. He's the president of Lucy Pet Products and also the president and founder of the Lucy Pet Foundation. That's, you know what? It's a great guy. Um, I met him um, a couple of times. I think SuperZoo was the first time that you introduced me to him. And, um, you know, he was your boss too at one point. So you better be nice. <laughs> well, he kind of still is my boss because um, the foundation, although we're not, you know, really going out, um, we have plans for things in the future. So, yeah, no, I don't want to burn a bridge. Joey Herrick, tell us how you got into the pet space. Now, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Joey was the original founder of uh, Natural Balance, which, I mean, everybody who has a dog or cat knows that brand. That was one of, wasn't it? Joey Villani, that was like the biggest brand. And Joey, tell us a little bit about how you even started pet food in the in the first place. Well, it was interesting because uh, I was a drummer, and if you would have told me when I was, you know, eighteen years old, I would be doing anything other than playing drums, I would have said you're nuts. But you know, life takes courses, and uh, I always tell people like when I go now because I've been successful, I get called to go talk at, you know, well before the pandemic, to go talk at, uh, you know, business classes and things. And I always tell people, you always got to keep your eyes wide open because life will, will put you on turns. I mean, I was just a drummer, but I, I wanted to uh, create sitcom pilots because I was playing drums on so many TV shows and uh, I love TV. And so I actually created a sitcom pilot, which Phyllis Diller, if we can all remember Phyllis Diller, she was a great comedian, uh, paved the way for female comedians and and she was in the show and uh she made chili on the set one day i said phyllis this is the greatest chili i've ever had in my life you should put it on a store shelf and she said joey i don't have time for that you do it i said really okay i mean what did i know how hard could that be well i just went and did it and i actually created the first chicken chili ever on a store shelf i i put chicken chili in the in a can for i was the first one ever at the grocery store, and it was a, it was a pretty big success, and I sold it, and and then the thought, well, gee, you know, I want to get into uh, uh, that was so much fun, and I'm still playing drums for a living, and uh, I said, well, I want to do a bigger market, and I love animals. I used to walk dogs on uh, on the weekends for uh, mutt matchers, you know, so dogs can get out of the shelter. So I started a pet food line, figuring I'd do the same thing, you know, I'd have it and uh, sell it like I did the, the, the chili, but I loved it so much. I loved working with dogs. To be able to go to work every day and you're working with dogs and cats, there is nothing better. And so I got into the pet food industry. And, and Joey Villani, Joey Herrick is in a special place right now. Um, we, I want you to tell us, Joey, where are you? Well, uh, it's pretty exciting because when I started the, my pet food company, which was Natural Balance Pet Foods, you know, 30 years ago, I uh, had it made for me at a place called Breeder's Choice Pet Foods at Irwindale, California, uh, by a gentleman uh, named Rick Taylor. And so here we are 30 years later, and uh, I ended up, I just bought Breeder's Choice Pet Foods. So I'm back at Breeder's Choice where I started, except I own the plant, and uh, which is pretty amazing. And, uh, uh, but, you know, they were going to sell the plant, 
and, and my food, my new food, Lucy Pet Foods, was being made here. And I was worried that they were going to sell the plant to somebody who maybe didn't really care about quality or, you know, making it correctly. So in order to protect my own destiny and my own Lucy Pet Foods, so I know everything that goes in it, I bought the plant. That's a great story. I mean, it's it's success started there and it's continued and now it's just going to get better. Wow. That's pretty that's a pretty and, cool story. And, and you know what's really cool is is I bought it with my friends. Uh, I, I went to you know Oral Hershiser from the Dodgers and Jaime Harin and Jorge Harin from the Dodgers and said, guys, how would you like to own a pet food plant? Explain that. That's all I did. And so we went in and then I actually went back to Rick Taylor who was my mentor 30 years ago, he sold this company 14 years ago to a big company, right? And I called Rick Taylor back up and said, Rick, I'm buying Breeders' Choice. You need to be part of it. And uh, I said, how, how much time can you spend sitting by a lake reading a book? Come on, you got to go back to work. And uh, so he, he joined our little group too. So it's fun to be working with the guy who was my mentor and, uh, from 30 years ago. Wow. wow. And I, I will say that Joey Herrick, I've been in the pet space with you, what, six years, seven years doing the foundation with products and being a vet for 33 years. And uh, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about you. I mean, you have so much integrity and you have such a big heart. You really care. You follow through. You're very unique in the world and especially in the pet space. Well, that's why, you know, I ended up buying the plant so I can, you know, really know what's going into the product. And, you know, I pioneered a lot of things in the pet industry. I pioneered uh, limited ingredient diets, you know, duck and potato, sweet potato and venison, green pea and duck. I pioneer all those things. And uh, so I'm excited about being back in the industry with, with um, pioneering something else again. And, uh, uh, and now we own the plant. So it's a lot of fun, except, you know, I do st uh, start at, uh, I'm here at 7 a.m., uh, you know, and I've been uh, wor working Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I mean, we're on the weekends, you know, getting, getting out of, here at seven, out at nine at nine at night. So I'm back to those days, but I like, you know, you know me, I like to work. It's funny you should say that. Cause I was just going to bring that up because, um, Karen used to always say that there's nothing that could stop you, that you wake up motivated and you go to sleep motivated more or less, um, in a nutshell. So yeah, you're pretty much a workaholic and, and you know, your passion eats, sleeps and breeds, um, you know, what you do and, and you don't sleep. And she's told me that many times. <laughs> well, you know what keeps me motivated? Uh, uh, my dogs, because I love my dogs. I have many dogs, more than I want to tell you. But my one, one of my dogs, Lucy, actually sleeps next to me every night. Uh, most of the time goes to the office every day. Uh, because uh, I have an office someplace else, you know, for Lucy Pet. Uh, I didn't bring her here today because, uh, you know, I'm, at the, I'm out in the plant all day long, so I didn't want to leave her alone all day. But when I look at my dogs, and uh, I love my dogs, and dogs are, are, they gave me and my family a great life, uh, dogs and cats. They, they just did. And it gets you motivated every day just to look at them, especially when you know what's really going on in, in, in the industry, and you know the people who are really basically just, telling lies and not putting the best things uh, out for the animals. It's all about making money. And those people really irk me. They don't deserve to be in the business. So I, part of the reason to come back is I want to clean up the industry. I really want to make people aware of what's really going on. And I love my dogs. So 
And one thing that um, I, I've learned so much from Joey, but the one thing that I did learn was there's a lot of marketing just to get people to buy the dog food or cat food. And it's not based on science, Joey Villani. Okay. It's these venture capitalists that go, oh, pets are going to be there to make millions of dollars. We can make millions and billions of dollars off of pets. So they, they don't have the animal's uh, well-being in mind. And this big bash against kibble or dry food, now that Joey owes a plant, I can't wait to come down there and see an extruder and see how it's made and really be able to help champion that um, dry food is not horrible for dogs and cats. No, as, as long as it's made correctly. Uh, Dr. Fahey, who's, uh, who's with us, who gave me his 40 years of research, he's the guru behind the scenes in the pet industry. A uh, very respected man, published scholar, goes all over the world talking about it. And uh, uh, he gave us his 40 years of research about gut health. And uh, kibble, if it's made correctly, is, is, is great. I mean, a lot of people today, you know, they're talking about raw. And I know raw because I, I used to make uh, raw food at Natural Balance Foods. I made it for the San Diego Zoo, the <laughs> Brookfield Zoo in Chicago, the Central Park Zoo. I fed exotic animals raw. Uh, but I get a kick out of all the marketing things that go on. They say, feed your dog like a wolf. Well, your dog hasn't been a wolf for 12,000 years. So you, come on. You, you know what's funny about saying that? Being in the grooming industry, um, diet is a big part of keeping the pets looking good, keeping their coats beautiful. And it's funny how deceived the general public is because there's so many people that think that they're feeding a high quality food, but they just don't know enough about the ingredients, what's in it and all. And they're wondering why their pets are having dull coats, um, you know, dander, um, having ear problems, having all kinds of medical problems. And it's all coming back to their food. And a lot of times they don't want to recognize it because they say, well, I'm paying a lot of money for this food. It's supposed to be really good. And it's full of fillers and, and an ingredients that, you know, that you really shouldn't be feeding anything. And, and so it's, it's pretty cool about the, the limited diet that, that goes into your, into your pet food. Well, yeah, I, I actually don't pioneer those. And uh, years ago, I and mean, this is how the pet industry works. So years ago, uh, you know, I started the duck and potato and I was the first person to actually you know, sell it over, you know, at stores, pet stores. And uh, so I, it was growing very fast. So I wanted to see how potatoes were made. So I flew up to Idaho and I'm going through the, through the potato plant. And this is the same place where all the potato chip guys go to get their potatoes, right? It's all, you know, human edible potatoes. So I got my hairnet on and my white coat and my gloves and I'm going through the plant and I get in front of this big machine and all these potato flakes are on the floor. So the guy's got a squeegee and he squeegees them into a big pile and then he shovels them into this bin. And I said to him, oh, what's going on with that? He goes, oh, that's for pet food. I said, hey, how can that be for pet food? One, it was on the floor, it's contaminated. Two, I saw a screw and a little piece of wood in it. How can that be for pet food? And he says, oh, well, uh, you don't have to worry about that. The company we sell it to, they sift it and clean it before it goes to the pet food plant. Well, that happens with every freaking ingredient. And, and, and the sad thing about that, like you can buy those potatoes that hit the ground uh, and get clean. You can buy that as a manufacturer, you can buy that for, you know, 38 cents a pound, you know, 40 cents a pound. But if you want to buy the stuff that, that, that you can eat, 
that you and I could eat, you know, will cost you 62 cents a pound. Yet on the label, it only says potatoes. So you don't know what the manufacturer, did he buy the 38, 40 cents a pound potatoes or the 62 to 65 cents a pound potato? You don't know, it doesn't tell you that on your label. But what do you think most guys do? They buy the cheaper stuff. That's right. It's only, it's, it's only pet food. So how do you know? How, 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 if I'm, okay, because I'm, I'm, you know what, you're a doctor, you're, you're a manufacturer, mm-hmm, basically a scientist, mm-hmm. I'm a pet, I'm a pet owner, okay, right. I'm a groomer, but I'm a pet owner. How do I know what, I, what, what I'm getting in my food? Uh, that's what's uh, a drag, because you don't know what's in your, you don't know, and uh, which is why I always tell people, look, do the research on the company, you know, who's the, who's the guy at the top, because it does start at the top, and it works its way down. You know, what's the philosophy from the guy at the top? What's, what's, what's the driving force of that particular person? Uh, and then, you know, even, even the formulas, uh, call the company. Hey, who does your formula? I mean, if you call us, we tell you Dr. George C. Fahey or Dr. Thompson. Those who, they're industry gurus. They do our formulas. Research the company and, and see what's important for the company and, uh, uh, and ask, you know, where, where's the ingredients come from? I know now that we have our own plant, I can't wait to bring people to the plant. I mean, I already told uh, some of the plant people, guys, be prepared because we are going to bring people to the plant all the time. Well, and I will say that what happened is, I think with the pet food industry, uh, after the whole melamine incident, before the melamine, people were, I mean, like Natural Balance did very well because of Joey and he had, he hired Dick Van Patten and everyone trusted him and the food was really good. And then the melanine, melamine uh, incident happened. And so then all of a sudden people started home cooking for their dogs. And like Joey was saying is there's this trend where people are being marketed, feed them like they're a human, you know, feed them like what you want to eat. But dogs are dogs. And the beauty of kibble is that each kibble can have the 42 ingredients in it for the pet to be able to eat and have nutritionally sound meal. And so what I'm seeing, like Joey Halani was saying, there's been this just horrible trashing of kibble. So people are cooking for their dogs, or if they are feeding the kibble, they're growing a little bit of broccoli and let's add some green beans. And how about some chicken? And I mean, it just, it's crazy what people are feeding their dogs now. Joey, do you want to comment on that? Joey, Herrick? Well, it's interesting because a, a big trend today with uh, you know, all the fresh ingredients, feed them the way we eat. Well, they're, they're, they're not human, you know, they have a different set of things they need. And uh, uh, like, for example, the big thing today is, oh, like, like if it's raw or lightly cooked or, you know, you'll, you'll see carrots in some of these fresh things. And it's, it's, it's for you, the consumer. So, oh, it has carrots in it. That must be so healthy. Look at those little carrots. Oh, you know, bits of carrots. Well, carrots are 90% water. So, so to get any nutrients out of uh, those little pieces of carrot, do you know how many pounds of carrots your dog's gonna have to eat to get nutrients? And then where is with kibble, you, you'll use, cause you gotta get the water out of it. So you'll use, you use a dried carrot. Well, a lot of people say, oh, dried carrots have been processed. Oh, it's been cooked, you know. Well, that's just not true because the nutrients are still there. Kind of like uh, I always tell people, 
you know, like at Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up, I'm gonna cook a turkey. I'm gonna put it in the oven for about six to seven hours at 350 degrees. Do you think when I pull that turkey out that there's, there's no nutrients in that turkey? Of course the nutrients are in that turkey. But you know, a lot of the people that like to not kibble, oh, it's processed, it's, it's, not, it's just not the, what the, they're saying. I mean, it's heated up for a very short time at a couple hundred degrees. So uh, the nutrients are all, all there. And, and, uh, and with it like a dried carrot and, and other ingredients, you've got something that's concentrated nutrient-wise. So, because uh, your dog could never possibly eat that many pounds of carrots to get the nutrients out. Remember, 90% water. So, but it's just, uh, it's just marketing. That's all. So more or less, the company who has the most um, dollars in marketing is really um, <laughs> the, the smoke, the smoke and mirrors, because it's not going, obviously, it's not going into the food. It's going into the marketing um, plan. You are absolutely right. You, you, you hit that right on the head, that it's all about marketing. So I want to say something because you said something earlier and uh, I started to, so you said you're just, a, you're not just a drummer though, from what I hear. I hear like <laughs> you've worked with some incredible, you've had some incredible jobs and all in, in, in the industry. And do you still drum? Uh, not really. Cause I, I don't have the time. I have a set set up at the house. Every now and then I'll play a little, my son plays, you know, and uh, that's cool. But uh, I was very fortunate. Had I not have been a drummer, I wouldn't have been successful in business because, you know, I started, uh, you know, playing while I was young and then at, at 15 and a half started going on the road, traveling with, with people. And uh, I joined a guy when I was 18 named John Davidson, who was very big in the seventies. He was actually Johnny Carson's number one guest host. So wow. because of, it was cool. So because of him, I got to play in the Johnny Carson show all the time and the Murray Griffin show and the Mike Douglas show. I did all those shows. And I got to meet all these people and it was great. I mean, I, it was, I mean, when I finally, I got to meet Muhammad Ali on the tonight show, it was great to go up to him. And, and then I got to meet, uh, you know, Desi Arnaz and, and, and Lucy and meet those people. And the cool thing about being around all that, I saw the power of celebrity and, and what you can do with celebrity from a marketing point of view. And, uh, so that's why when, uh, you know, I started my chili, it was Phyllis Diller's recipe. We did that. And then when I, sold that, I went to Dick Van Patten. I had met Dick Van Patten on a TV show and, and, and he was terrific and I had him. So I understood the power of celebrity and if I wouldn't have been a drummer playing on all those TV shows, I wouldn't have known that. That's great, that's great. And it's funny because um, I could still remember um, Dick Van, um, Van Patten and um, Natural Balance. Um, it's, it's it just, you know, I mean, I could see his face. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, Dick Van Patten was great when we first started uh, with him, you know, I, I started putting him on TV shows. So he'd go on TV shows and he is truly the world's nicest man. I mean, 30 years with him, never did we ever have a harsh word. It was nothing but laughs and great business. I mean, he's very, very special. But I put him on in the early TV shows and he'd go out there and he'd be talking about natural balance. And they'd say, they'd say to him, now, Dick, you're the spokesperson for natural balance. And he goes, yes, and natural balance. And he'd go into it I, and he'd come off. I go, Dick, you are not a spokesperson. You are a partner. You are a owner. You own stock. You're not a hired spokesperson, you know. And so it, it, it took a, like three shows for uh, for him to realize when, when they said that to him. Go, oh no, I'm an owner. Yes, you are an owner. 
you know, you're not a just paid spokesperson. So, so he, how, how's what's it like working with your favorite vet there? You know, oh, I mean, he's a uh -oh. handful. Well, Here he comes. I know I gotta tell you, working with uh, Doc Halligan is just terrific. It's uh, well, we're on the same plane on a, on a lot of things, and uh, uh, I had met Doc Halligan. You know, uh, through Jimmy Van Patten, actually, I think Jimmy Van mm -hmm. Patten brought her to a trade show. That's how I first met her. And then when we sold the company, uh, you know, I had uh, I, I had to do something. I felt guilty. I, I I made this money because of dogs and cats, and I knew I had to give back. So I decided to uh, take a couple million dollars, and I started the Lucy Pet Foundation with a spay and neuter bus. And my idea was to go around and do free spay and neuter and help stop pet overpopulation. Because in those days, 80,000 dogs and cats every week were being put to sleep. So I wanted to do that, So, but I needed a vet. So I remembered Dr. Halligan uh, from meeting her with Jimmy Van Patten. And so I tracked her down and I knew she was had been working uh, with the SPCA LA. Uh, she was with them for 12 years, but I heard she had left. So I tracked her down. And called her up and said, hey, remember me? We met, you know, and I said, listen, I'd like to take you to lunch and talk to you about a project. And she said, oh, okay. So we met at a uh, at a, uh, a deli in the San Fernando Valley and we had uh, had lunch. And so we're talking and I hadn't told her what the, what the meeting was about yet, but she proceeds to uh, take out her phone and then she starts crying. And she shows me on her phone, these beautiful dogs and cats and, and she said she had to put them uh, to sleep the day before and that she can't do it anymore. And so uh, she shows me that. And I must admit, we both started crying. <laughs> so uh, it was, it was yeah. very emotional. And uh, I said, well, the reason I wanted to, uh, to meet with you today uh, to talk about getting on the other side of that. I've said, I'm starting the Lucy Pet Foundation. I have a spay neuter bus and I need somebody to head this up and be the chief veterinary officer. And we're, go we're gonna go out and do spay and neuter for free. And I said, would you like to do that? And uh, it was perfect fit for both of us at that time. But, uh, but wow. we were two people crying in the middle of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> well, because Joey Villani, I actually left SPCLA, I, I couldn't take it there. You know, I was going nuts, right? Um, euthanizing animals for space. And I think Joey Villani, you went with me at the SPCLA when we shot the groomer has it episode. Yes. And, and they would walk by the cage and it would be either a thumbs up or a thumbs down on each animal. Uh, yes or no. Yes or no. You know, you felt like Hitler. Oh, okay. We're gonna take this one. No, we want this one. And um, it's a hard thing to uh, to live with day in and day out. So I left and ended up doing relief work for a high kill shelter. So I went from a moderate kill to a high kill, which, and I'm glad I did that because I was like, I, I, I couldn't believe I'd come in and there's 13 dogs in a run and one little dog being trampled little chihuahua just being trampled to death and i opened the thing and got it and you know took it to the medical department and and then i i just started taking pictures because i wanted to document these uh really healthy lovely dogs and cats 
that were getting put down. And I was, I was chastised for, for taking pictures because you weren't allowed to. And so, yes, Joey and I then embarked on doing thousands of surgeries for free. We got a contract with the city. Um, and then I also started working with him for his products and helping him with that and, and learning so much about pet food and, and, you know, uh, really feeling angered when there's pets that are dying because they're eating dog food that has euthanasia solution in it. And, you know, that's because like Joey said, the person at the top isn't right. The company's not right because that can happen today because there's nobody checking the food, Joey Bellani. There's nobody, there's no regulations. They only get involved when animals start dying and then it's too late. You know, yeah. you guys had a commercial and I've used this. I've, I've shown a lot of people this, that when didn't want to get their pets spayed and neutered. And I remember, um, I think you guys had it around the Super Bowl and it had all dogs and cats oh, yeah. in a stadium playing football. And then the, and, and, and they were all in the crowd and then it disappeared. And it was, it said, this is how many pets were put to death um, because of overpopulation. I forget what it was, a week, a month, a day, whatever it was. And I showed a lot of, cause it really made you think, cause I don't think people realize how bad it is and how many pets get euthanized because of overpopulation. And I had a few people change their viewpoints because of that visual, which was great. It was, it was really, you know, a, a really good training. I, I call it a training episode. It was a commercial, but it was actually a, 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 a something I use for training. Yeah. We filled up a, a stadium digitally with the 80,000 dogs and cats. And then we took them out and then said uh, over 80,000 dogs and cats are killed every week in the United States. And, and when you see a whole stadium filled up with dogs and cats, 80,000, it really makes you understand what the number is, you know? And Joey, I'll never forget. Um, we had, um, uh, Allison Eastwood was a friend of Joey's and she goes, Oh, can you come out to San Bernardino shelter and spay and neuter for a week? So we were like, okay. So we drove the bus. That's what's nice about the mobile. You can take it where their problem is. And we set up shop and, and, you know, Joey was there every day. He works like a dog. He, you know, he'll clean diarrhea out of a cage. He, he went, he saw the dogs in the barrel that were being euthanized. He saw the puppies coming in and uh, then about we left there. And then like a couple of days later, he called, he goes, you know, there was a golden retriever there, doc. And, you know, I think, I think I want to get that dog. And I'm like, well, it's gone. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's not there. And so it's like, yeah, they killed it, you know, because why? Because uh, it's just, it's like easier to just do it than to try to make phone calls. And, and when you get in that mindset, you're just a different person. You have walls up, you're callous. It's just a numbers thing. Okay. You don't, you lose the empathy for the animals. Um, I hate to say that, but you do become hardened working in the shelters day in and day out. So, so that Allison Eastwood, uh, event, we spent a week at that shelter and, uh, that really kind of changed my life because, uh, I saw things there that I never want to see. And, uh, again, and, uh, all the years that uh, I had natural balance, I donated to all the animal rescue group people. Because to me, the animal rescue people were the ones lowering youth at Asia rate because they would go into the shelters and get dogs. And uh, uh, 
but I never really went into the shelters myself, especially the back room. Well, that Allison Eastwood, when we spent a week in front of that shelter, I went into that back room and it changed my life. I can't get it out of my mind. So it, the, the, that too uh, makes me get up every day and go uh, work for animals. Yeah, and Joey Bellani, you, did you go into the freezer room at the SPCA LA? Did I show you that room? Yes, you showed me that room. I have respect for anybody that would be willing to go into a euthanasia room at a shelter because only a small percentage of people in the world have, have had to visualize that. These are not sick animals we're putting down, guys, okay? These are healthy animals with souls that don't deserve to be killed and then put in a bucket, a barrel, because we, you know, we, we don't educate and spay and neuter. But you know, the one thing with the pandemic, uh, which is horrible, 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 but a lot of people have gone to the shelters and got dogs out of shelters. I mean, uh, uh, th that's, that's at least a, a positive thing. I mean, the shelters, a lot of shelters are uh, low or, or empty on dogs. So that's a good thing. And Joey Herrick, also Lucy Pet Products has some really cute uh, affiliations or uh, associations with some big uh, sport teams, right? Yeah, it's really exciting because uh, uh, you know, we're involved with the Dodgers for, you know, for the next three years, and then we'll sign on again for another three years. Uh, but uh, we're kind of like the official uh, uh, dog food and pet food of the Dodgers, and it, which is also great because, you know, we also have Oral Hershiser and Jaime and Jorge Arena who are our partners with us. And uh, so like the first bark in the park, you know, that happened at Dodger Stadium, I did it. And uh, uh, so it's fun to be uh, involved with the Dodgers again. And uh, we're going to do a lot of great things with them. And also the city of LA Animal Services. We're going to combine the Dodgers and the city of LA Animal Services and we'll do events. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. Wow. Pretty, pretty lucky to be involved with the Dodgers now too, right? <laughs> I'll I mean, say. Wow. That's great. Yeah. It was a uh, good timing for us. <laughs> yes. So Joey Villani, we have to have Joey here back because I learned so, so much about pet food and how corrupt the industry is. I want to have Joey back because um, he's just so honest and, and just has so much information on helping people learn how to feed their dogs correctly. And I'm sure Joey Villani, you probably learned something today, didn't you? This was, I got to tell you, I, honestly, this was one of my more favorite um, episodes to um, to do because I learned so much. Um, and again, at the end of the day, I'm a pet owner. You know what I mean? I'm a groomer, so pet, but other than that, I mean, I'm not a trainer. I'm just a pet. So knowing, you know, these things just educates me so I can help others too. So Joey, uh, give us the websites where people can go to learn more about pet nutrition um, and to learn more about Lucy Pet Products. Yeah, just go to lucypetfoods.com and you can read all about uh, uh, nutrition. Doc, uh, Dr. George C. Fahey, the guru, has a lot of stuff going on there. And there's just a lot of good information. And, uh, and, and if you're feeding a particular food, call the company. Do the research. Find out what the company is all about. You know, look online. See if there's a lot of complaints against the company. You know, go to the fraud list. See if they're on the fraud list. I mean, do the research. That's all. Very important because, you know, your dog your dog's health depends on you because they, they they don't have any cash 
they have no money. They can't, they can't drive. They can't go to the store and get it for themselves. Uh, so it's up to you to make sure that what you're giving your dog is right. Great. All right. Thank you, Joey. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more free vet advice. And, you know, we're pretty entertaining, aren't we, Joey? I think so. I definitely think so. And make sure that you like and share. That's that's really important. And give us questions. We want questions. We want to know what you want us to talk about. So you can email your questions to Doc and Joey Unleashed at gmail.com. <laughs>